0: And most of the time, I'm a miserable old git, so... Most of the time? Hello,
1: and welcome to the Comedy Room. This is a podcast where we talk about comedians and comedy in general. With me is my partner in podcast crime, Verzo. Hello. Hello. And we'd like to welcome you all back after a bit of an unexpected break. Um, Let's just say that life got in the way.
0: (laughs) It did. Yeah, a bit of a chaotic couple of months, wasn't it? Uh, one good thing's happened since we've been away. We've hit the 5,000 mark on our downloads. So thank you to each and every one of you who have listened and downloaded. It's absolutely mind-blowing. And most of the time, I'm a miserable old git, so... Most of the time? <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> so that, that's one thing I've certainly missed, is uh, heckling Verzo at every opportunity, which mm-hmm. um, I certainly hope we'll be carrying on for at least um, as, as long again. And without further ado, on to this month's uh, topic of discussion. This particular gentleman is um, sort of a a newbie on the the, uh, the comedy scene, would you say? Or would it be more of an early starter?
0: I'd I'd say early starter.
1: Yeah. Uh, So this month's uh, topic of discussion is um, Kevin Bridges. He was inspired to take up comedy... After reading Frank Skinner's autobiography, a book that we've both read, is is that right?
0: Yes, it was. And um, Kevin Bridges, after reading Frank Skinner's autobiography, um, took up comedy, and I think I took up drinking. So, um, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, but uh, Frank Skinner's autobiography, uh, yeah, really, really good book. Um, I remember actually reading that. It came out at the end of two thousand and one, wasn't
0: it? Yeah, it's. Um... I, I got the paperback version, and it was a sort of purple cover, wasn't it? And he was standing on there. And, and, and for me, it's still one of the best books, well, best autobiographies I've ever read. It's It was raw, it was honest, and it was funny. Yeah, I actually read that in early 2002.
1: Um, I actually had a uh, pretty bad fall um, at, the, at the very start of 2002 and was off work injured for about three weeks i think it was and during that time you know you can imagine frank skinner's autobiography was one of the books that i bought it literally just come out um i think it came out for christmas 2001 so this was like very early 2002 um that i was off um and i read it and it was fantastic um it really is the kind of book that if you read it at that sort of age where you're you Know you're, you're sort of young adult, especially, and this is somebody you've been watching since you've been able to watch comedy, since it's been so, since you've been sort of old enough to watch things and understand them. Um, it's a really, really good book, and it deals with a lot of really sort of um tough issues that you had to go through at that time. It's you know, it is one of the uh, one of the best comedy books I've ever read. And it, it...
0: It juggles um, his previous life and his um, celebrity life quite well, doesn't it? Yeah, that's the thing because you,
1: you're very much used to seeing uh, the version of of Frank Skinner sort of as he, as he, as he sort of performs. So you see his his kind of comedy persona rather than the real sort of. Um, what goes on behind the scenes. Mm. And the book really sort of opens your eyes as to who he is when he is Chris Collins. And you know, sort of how that sort of that sort of world is. I think it was quite a groundbreaking book in that it showed a younger generation of comedians that you can have this this other persona, this other sort of um this is the sort of way of being away from being this sort of really happy guy or, or, or lady indeed on the stage that you can have struggles and you can talk about them and you can be completely honest and own them, which at that sort of time, there wasn't a great deal of talk about mental health. And obviously that's, that's something that you talk about on, on your other podcast, isn't it? Mm. So I think Frank's going to have more of an impact than he particularly realized at that time but he certainly inspired a um, a young man uh, starting out and uh, not really knowing what he wanted to do. Um, Kevin Bridges is actually born in Clydebank, which is um, in um, West Bartonshire, which is uh, just after Clyde. Yeah, not, uh, which, not
0: far from um, Glasgow, I think, is it?
1: <laughs> uh, but he got his first gig in... Um, Somewhere called the Stand Comedy Club, which is, um, I think they have one in Glasgow, I think they have one in Edinburgh as well. I think he actually, um, they either did the show in Edinburgh or they phoned him from Edinburgh because I remember him saying that we started out, they actually phoned him from an Edinburgh number, and <laughs> it was really uh, sort of exotic that someone was phoning him from Edinburgh because <laughs> he was. He was just kind of playing around on his PlayStation with his mate when when he got the phone call offering him the gig. Um, And it was a a five-minute slot, and his dad was in the audience. Um, He actually talks a little bit about, uh, well, he talks quite a lot about about his family and and stuff in in his autobiography. So he actually released his own autobiography. Uh, That was uh, 2014, he brought that out. Um, it was entitled We Need to Talk About Kevin Bridges
0: And he must have been So that was what, eight years ago He must have been 27 Imagine having an autobiography at 27
1: <laughs> Well, so I guess He must have been younger than that Because it takes a while to to write it Edit yeah. it, get it published And and obviously <clears throat> It goes on the pre-release schedule as well, doesn't it? So uh, yeah. yeah, he must have been sort of 25, 26 writing it But that, again, is, if you do want to read a really sort of honest autobiography, that is a really good one to read. Because, I say, it talks about him, him sort of growing up and not really knowing what he wanted to do when he grew up and sort of trying comedy out just, just because, you know, he'd, he'd read Frank Skinner's book and thought, you know, this is something I'd like to do. But also, as we find out sort of later, um, he takes a little bit of time away as well and and sort of reevaluates if he's if he's on the right sort of path we get to sort of early to mid 2000s and he did his first solo show in 2006 at the glas well his first solo show at the Glasgow International Comedy Festival in 2006 and that actually sold out and critics absolutely loved him. Now, one thing I will say about Kevin Bridges is, is, I'd say his comedy is similar sort of observational stuff to somebody like Peter Kay, but possibly slightly less family audience. Yeah, animated. it's um, it's it's a bit more. Um,
0: the comedy is a bit more blue, isn't it? It is. It's a little bit more. It's it's more where I think where Peter Peter K sort of thrived on nostalgia. Um, Kevin Bridges was more real life observation, wasn't he? Yeah, it's definitely you know if you, if you
1: if you think about sort of his routines about sort of staying over with his friends and stuff like that, and uh, the. Um, Audrey from the, the Lucky Panda, <laughs> uh, which is about and family takeaway on the weekend. Um that is it's really sort of really sort of acutely ob- observed. Um and it relies less on nostalgia and more sort of being current. So we'll talk about things like uh friends in WhatsApp groups and things like that. Um, so it's it's less sort of like look at look at what he's doing, just like. I remember doing that and more sort of looking at your own wife and thinking, yeah, I, I still do that. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, he's, he's very sort of observational, very sort of current uh, with it. Uh, so uh, his first main tour that he that he did, that actually brought out like a DVD or anything, uh, was the story so far.
0: And that was filmed at the seCC in Glasgow. I, I won't repeat what he, um, he he calls it in his um, DVD, but I'll, we'll just leave it as the seCC yeah because he, he, <laughs> he yeah.
1: yeah let's let's not mention um, <laughs> what he calls it. Um, but that was 2010. so it's it's a, it's well oh, 12 years ago now. Um, but he'd, he'd already um, played the Edinburgh Festival at Fringe. He did that twice. He's at two thousand eight and two thousand nine. So by the time you know he's released his first DVDs, he's he's already done Edinburgh Fringe a couple of times, and he's been on. He's starting to get regular spots on TV and stuff like that, and. Um, he actually, it was 2015, uh, we'd done 145 night tour and that was when he started to get a little bit sort of disillusioned because he, I
0: can, I can actually mention it. I actually went to that one. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, in Ipswich and he told a joke and no one laughed. Um, if if you can remember it, it was the joke where the man was walking the dog and it all all turned into a bit of a um a, a liter- literature joke. And nobody yes. laughed. And he got the hump. And he sulked for the rest of the show. And he just he just sort of delivered the lines and it didn't really, it just felt like he was just fulfilling a contract at the end. It it dropped like a lead balloon. Now I, I've watched the exact same show on dvd and it was bang on but that's probably, it'd probably be interesting to see where ipswich was in the um in the whole run of it because as you say if he get, if he got disillusioned um he might have been disillusioned when he came to ipswich and um, we we caught the brunt of it yeah
1: because the thing is he'd, he'd had a pretty intense schedule sort of up to that time so mm. you know he's he's doing his first sort of shows and stuff and he started to get on TV. So, the uh, story so far came out in 2010. Um, but he's already doing stuff like he's getting regular spots on things like, Have I Got News for You? He's on live at the Apollo a couple of times. And then um, he's, he's released uh, The Story Continues 2012. Uh, but he's also done like very, he's, he's doing stuff like he did his show, What's the Story? 2012, which is uh, that's where he's he's looking at sort of um, the sort of the stories behind uh, various uh, sort of routines that he does. So he looks at various bits of sort of growing up and he's looking at it with different comedians. And that is actually a really good show. I don't think it's an iPlayer anymore because it's, it's a few years old. I think I
0: made remember that Mickey Flanagan and um, and. I believe, even though no one knows why, probably because he had a contract to fulfil, but James Corden was on it, wasn't he? Yeah.
1: I mean, my dislike of James Corden is no real secret to anybody who listens. Uh, But, yeah, he was on there, which,
0: you know, that was a thing that happened. I think James Um, Corden would turn up to the opening of an envelope, wouldn't he?
1: Yeah, James Corden, yeah. He don't, he turns out with an envelope, a door, yep. um, a box cornflakes, other breakfast cereals are available. Literally anything.
0: I think he's the epitome of that. You don't actually need a lot of talent to survive or to succeed. It's not an anti-James Corden podcast. It's um, it's Kevin Bridges. I think we'll go back to Kevin Bridges, shall we?
1: <laughs> yeah, did, when when a Kevin and Stacey fan is. Um, He's knocking James Corden, you know, something, something's, something's <laughs> awry. Uh, but yeah, he's. I say he had this huge, huge touring schedule and sort of regular TV appearances and stuff. I think honestly, he was just so overworked at that time. He probably thought, you know, is is this it? And he took a little bit of time away, and I believe he went to um, went to Spain um he had a conversation with his dad went to spain and that kind of transformed sort of his his routines a little bit uh because he did he had over over he had about a year away didn't he
0: yeah
1: and he came up with um at the brand new tour which debuted in 2018 which being completely honest, I think that is his strongest work. You can you can see he's got a sort of renewed sort of confidence about him. And he's always a confident performer, but this is sort of next level stuff, isn't it? Yep. And um this is where we see say the the lucky panda routine, uh, which actually references um a sort of previous um previous routine that he did um, around um, when he stayed over at a friend's house and the order a Chinese takeaway, and a particular catchphrase. I'm not going to um, to try and replicate the um, the catchphrase because it requires a, a Scottish accent, which I am not in any way qualified to do. And, and there are various Scottish friends who will testify that I'm in no way qualified to do the accent. Um, but it's all about them them ordering um, takeaway, and in the uh, the lucky panda routine, um, they actually get somebody else's takeaway, which is a takeaway into a reference to um, to the other routine. But he does is he, this 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 new shit this this actual this this tour that he did was actually. I say he's he's far, by far his most confident work. Um, but one thing you might actually not know is that he actually... Um, he plays himself in an episode of Rav C. Nesbitt. Does he? Yep. Oh. It was the... Um, it was one of the more recent ones. So um it was what series was it uh what was it? 2010 so be looking at series nine
0: I think. it went away for about 10 years didn't it
1: yes yeah um but yeah the, the um yeah i think it was, was it series nine
0: Possibly. I I do know I I know we're going off on a tangent, but I know another little bit of um trivia. But this is about Rabsey Nesbit. I believe Johnny Depp starred in a film, and he had to be a Scotsman, and he replicated the Rabsey Nesbit um, accent. Ah, okay, yeah. See, what, full of useless information, aren't I? That's like this. That's what I bring to this podcast: useless information. Didn't want to say. <laughs> Yeah, um Kevin Bridges
1: actually appears on... is it's the first episode of um of series nine. Uh so yeah, what happened is Rab C Nesbit finished '99, I think it was, and then came back around sort of 2010. And it was um the first it was that first episode. Um that they actually that uh, they had Kevin Bridges actually in. I have to dig it
0: out and see how fresh faced he was.
1: <laughs> Walks about 12
0: it about twenty, It'd be about twenty odd, 24, twenty-four, wouldn't he? And um yeah.
1: But um yeah, that was uh, that was 2010 that he did that and um since since that time he's done He's done a handful of other shows and stuff. He's, he is especially good. If you ever see him on the 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown. He's one, he's one of the comedians that really manages to put Jimmy Carr in his place. Yeah. Which is always good to see because to his credit, Jimmy Carr always always kind of takes it, you know, he, he takes getting stick as, as well as he gives it out to others. And that's sort of a rare thing to see as well. It's someone who can actually, who can, who can give it out, but also can, uh, can take a bit of stick back. Um, yeah. which, which Jimmy Carr has had to do a fair bit over recent years. But um, he actually has a new tour out, uh, does, uh, does Kevin Bridges. He's, um, he's doing the, um, the overdue catch-up tour. And he's actually managed to bring out another book as well. What? An updated biography, or is it is it fiction? Fiction, uh, comedy fiction called The Black Dog, comes out uh, middle to the end of August.
0: So Black Dog is a reference to um, depression, isn't it? So do you think it's a dark a dark novel?
1: I don't think so. There's, there's going to be. Um, a bit of, of sort of dark humor in it because yeah. it's Kevin Bridges, but I think the white dog is actually something uh, to do with one of the characters. Okay. Uh, so it's about, it's actually about a, uh, about an aspiring writer. Um, but yeah, that's out it's out in august i think i'll be purchasing that and have a little read uh yeah it's out about the 18th i think it is um i've, I've pre-ordered a signed copy because
0: well, yeah. well maybe for um a future podcast we can um revisit this one and talk about how we how we how we liked his book or how we didn't like his book good feeling we're gonna probably quite like it yeah
1: <laughs> um if it's if it's written in his sort of um comedic style i think uh, that's it's that's going to be it's uh, going to be one to watch um but yeah that is uh kevin bridges one of our uh favorite before
0: favorites. we finish kevin bridges i'm just going to pose a question do you think kevin bridges would be as funny? If he wasn't Scottish? Is it his accent that carries it through? Oh. Uh, that's a good question. Maybe maybe we we'll won't answer it and we'll just we'll just leave it and see if any of the listeners would like to get on our Twitter and, and respond.
1: Yeah. Um one thing That with Kevin Bridges' accent, he actually slows down how he speaks so he can actually be understood. Something he's alluded to is that he actually slows down because, yeah, because a a, a strong Glasgow accent, he he does have quite a strong accent. I I do love
0: it when he speaks his English, you know, when he's doing his gig and halfway just does a posh Englishman. That's quite good,
1: yes. Um, the um. He does the the accent of the kids that live that live nearby him? The posh kids. Yeah. Oh Mr. Bridges. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, all, yeah, they, they always call him Mr. Bridges, and he just the just his reaction to it is just absolutely amazing.
0: Talks about the way Americans think we all talk.
1: Well, we have to mention the uh the American name, don't we? Chad Hogan. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is so so funny. Everybody loves the uh, the Chad Hogan references. Um but yeah, that is that's Kevin Bridges. Um definitely a, a favorite of both of ours, and it's a rare event that we actually do um get on when it comes to um stand-ups. There's not a huge amount that we both agree are particularly funny.
0: Yeah, no, I didn't really moan a lot in this episode either, did I look?
1: I think he's had a knock to the head, listeners yeah hang on was my mic on then <laughs> it was i just couldn't switch couldn't switch it off quick enough Had to had, have to torment you yeah. have to have to do it every episode if you do want to get in touch uh, or heckle verso, whichever you prefer i would go for the latter to be fair and yeah. um, our twitter handle to do that
0: is at comedy room pod at Comedy Room Pod. And if you want to answer the Kevin Bridges question I posed, then just pop it on there. And if you want to heckle Verzo,
1: then <laughs> please just anytime, day, night, half past three on Christmas Day, as your Christmas dinner's going down, anytime you want to heckle him, then that's absolutely fine. And I may just pop on and agree and agree with you. But until next time, which won't be very far away, um, it's goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me.